Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Tuesday, April 21st. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon right across from me, and it is draft week. Oh, boy. Woo. Love it. Absolutely love it. I don't know if I'm extra excited about this draft because um, we've been waiting for the Patriots to take the replacement, the heir apparent, for, you know, five years. I still don't think they're going to do it. Uh, <laughs> I still uh, I'd be surprised. Yeah. Brady's, Brady's not here and they still don't take the heir apparent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've been waiting for that. Uh, it's also loaded at the wide receiver position. So it should be an interesting week. We will have later this week a tight, uh, no, tight end. Why did I say tight end? A draft breakdown draft preview, preview yeah. for you um, on Thursday, right before the NFL draft begins. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. As far as this episode is concerned, we got we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the news. We're going to do a segment called Buy or Sell. We're going to take a statement, and then we're going to tell you if we buy it or we sell it. Um before we jump into the news, be sure to check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs, on Instagram at thefantasychampions. Like us at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash thefantasychampions. Subscribe wherever you listen, leave a review, and share this podcast with your friends. Um, let's get right into the news. What, you, what, what say you? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so let's start off with uh, the Joe Mixon. Preparing to hold out if he doesn't get the Bengals to agree to a long-term deal. What the frick? Running backs, Running backs man. just love to hold out, don't they? It, it's only running backs. Like For some reason, well, you know what it is? It's because... You know, it's, it's other plays, but fantasy-wise. It's, it's running back. Running backs... Well, wide receivers don't tend to hold out that often. Sometimes they do. But, like, I think it's because they have more value to a team then running backs just are totally replaceable. Yeah. So they're like, I'm not replaceable. I want to be, (laughs) and teams are like, okay, go ahead and walk. I can draft another one this year. Right. And then they try to go hit the, almost every time, except for Zeke, almost every time a running back holds out, they don't get the money. Yeah. You have to be a Zeke level player and the team has to like need a running back that they can lean on like a Zeke. And most teams don't, they don't right. need that. Um, so let's get to some Mike Mayock news. I don't know if he had a uh, an interview or something, but he had multiple statements. He said, uh, we need to get a better wide out um, on Roto Tyrell World. Williams is smacking the, smacking the air right now. Yeah. Uh, Roto World said, uh, maybe Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb. So that's a good landing spot for yeah. the Raiders. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. For fantasy football, I'm not sure it would I, have effects year one. but I think... Um, it could have a little bit. Uh, the Raiders spot, though, fantasy wise, I don't think it's yeah. great. Um, to, like it, it would be okay, but it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be great. Like I think I yeah. actually believe it or not, I think the Jets would be a better landing spot for a wideout, like a Jerry Judy. Oh yeah, yeah, for Ray. sure. I, I think so. Um, and then he also said we feel really good about the quarterback position, which means they're going to probably not take a quarterback with their pick. Um, some people <laughs> expected them to do that. I guess not. Yeah, I mean they have Derek Carr and they just signed Marcus Mariota to like 
a twenty million dollar deal. So good news for them. Marcus Mariota sucks. Yeah. Uh, Panzer, oh, this is for you. This little piece of news is for you. And I, I told people weeks ago, weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, a month or two ago, that Matt Rule was going to do this. He said he wanted to avoid having Christian McCaffrey on the field for every snap. Yeah, and I think that's smart. No, it's very smart football wise for fantasy football. Man, that is con- that. That's a slight concern. I mean, is it like he requires work? He's in not order saying to he's going to split. He requires work in order to be the the R you know the RB one in all of fantasy. He's still going to yeah. be a top three running back for sure. But like Matt Rule likes to split snaps between running backs. He wants to get cre- he's not afraid to say it. Like the last guy, Ron Rivera, he said, "Oh, we're going to limit uh, his work a little bit." And then everyone came up in arms and was like, "Why would you do that?" And then he just didn't. Uh, or he, he rephrased it. Matt Rule's like, no, no, we want to keep Christian McCaffrey off the field from time to time because he's on the field too much. Yeah, smart for them, but I, I don't know if it is going to help Christian McCaffrey. I don't, owners. I don't, I don't. It's not going to help, but I don't think it's going to hurt unless it's like close to a split, like a sixty forty, and I don't think yeah. it's going to be like that. Like McCaffrey was on the field like ninety five percent of the time. I, I just think his number, his he's still going to be a very very high scoring fantasy running back. Uh, like like I said, top three. But mm-hmm. I think his four hundred, his days of four hundred carries per game are a little uh, kind of being thrown by the wayside. I mean, not per yeah. game. Wow, four hundred carries per season is right, going right. by the wayside, not game. Uh, that should would be, be smart ab- anyway. That would be absurd. Um, but yeah, so I I would keep an eye on. I'm not concerned about Christian McCaffrey, but I would keep an eye on it just to yeah. make sure that things don't develop in that direction. Like drafting a running back in the second, third, fourth round this year if you're Carolina, would be somewhat of a concern for Christian McCaffrey. Um, it would send the same smoke signals that, you know, the Rams drafting Daryl Henderson in the third round last year sent for Todd Gurley. Now, obviously, Gurley already had concerns with injuries, but the fact that they want to keep McCaffrey off the field wouldn't... I mean, who's their backup running back? My goodness, I don't even know. I, I, yeah, <laughs> they're gonna, I think they're going to draft somebody probably in like the third or fourth round. Yeah. Like middle so of the if they do do that, I think you people should just keep an eye on that and, and see how much work Christian McCaffrey gets and doesn't get. It's a different system, too. When you were with Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera predicated that system on tossing it to the running back left and right. Um, I don't know what Matt Rule's system looks like in terms of getting the ball, getting the running back involved in the passing game. But if that's not a part of it, that's a huge part of Christian McCaffrey's game that goes out the window. Now, most coaches dominate their play style and their game plans on, you know, talented players. So Christian McCaffrey being as good as he is catching the ball through the air, they would probably utilize him just because of his talent. But it's it's an interesting situation to keep your eye on. I don't think Christian McCaffrey is going to be outside of the top three, but I think there's a chance that he doesn't finish his RB one this year. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, that, that's valid. Uh, he's finished his RB one. Did he finish his RB one in 2018? No, that was Gurley, dude. Gurley. Tw- was it Gurley? It's my guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. TG thirteen. So he, but he was top. Yeah. He's top three, right? Yeah. Or top yeah, so four, he, I think. He, he so back to back years he's finished in the top four. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me. I mean, if he does not finish number one back to back seasons, yeah. Um, but and I think it would be it would be smarter. He's still gonna with the work the, the amount of receptions he's gonna get. And Teddy Bridgewater does not dink and dunk, but he does yeah. find the running backs often. I, like I, I think McCaffrey's still gonna get enough work where he's gonna be 
at, at least a top. Who's the closest back. comp to Christian McCaffrey in the NFL? <laughs> it could be Austin Eckler. I was actually going to say probably Elvin Kamara. Yeah, he's yeah he's definitely. Now, where did up Teddy Bridgewater too. play last year? The Saints, who had a down year last year. Elvin Kamara, but I, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't due to. I'm just going to keep an eye on it. I'm going to keep an eye on it. Latavius Murray was used a lot. Yeah, that's true. You remember that one game he had like 30. That's gross. Gross. Um, Seahawks offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer said he's looking to expand DK Metcalf's versatility in the passing game. Uh, I think Metcalf, I don't want to talk about every point, but I do want to note that Metcalf, expanding his role in the the passing game is is probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Second of all, I think I'm not a huge fan of DK Metcalf. Never have been. I don't like the Seahawks system as a whole. Um, like for NFL purposes, it works, but fantasy, fantasy it's always talking, yeah. inconsistent. So I'm not sure how excited I should be about DK Metcalf, but he's a guy that's going to, I think he's going to fly under the radar a little bit this year. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, former NFL executive, Michael Lombardi was told by a league source that the Buccaneers are looking to trade OJ Howard. Don't get it. Um, <laughs> I think (laughs) why, why would you Tom Brady loves the tight end position and now's your time to decide, you know what? We're going to trade our tight end. Let's do it. I think, um, this is why Brady is going to lose on the bucks because the management blows. Dude, that honestly makes me think they're like the chances of Gronk coming back. Going there. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think it would have to be trade, wouldn't it? it? Yeah. Patriots would have to trade Gronk there. (laughs) Swap tight ends. Yeah, I mean, I do it. A first round pick in OJ Howard. Um, Ralph Vacciano, uh, I don't know who he writes for, but he's reporting that the Jets have been eyeing uh, Henry Lugs, Henry Ruggs very closely. Uh, that's great news considering that Ruggs is like the fourth wide receiver in this class. And they have like, what, the 12th pick? <laughs> there, yeah, there's Freaking Jets, dude. There, well, there's talks. Yeah, there's talks that... um. The Jets have will probably be the first team to take a wide receiver unless yeah. like the Cardinals do it. Oh my! If Henry um, Ruggs is if Henry Ruggs is first off the board, I'm turning off the TV. There's a lot of people though that think like I I was um I saw that the 49ers have Henry Ruggs the number one guy among wide receivers too. It's the speed. It's the speed of him. Yeah. I mean, they've seen like the Tyree Kell thing in the Hollywood mm. Brown. Like that's what teams kind of are looking for. I think looking at and and especially the 49ers who witnessed it. Last yeah. year in the Super those Bowl big, with Tyreek Hill burning them, those like big, that's, those big wide receivers that aren't necessarily super fast are going by the wayside. Yeah, the they, the teams are wanting those speedy guys. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't be shocked at all if Ruggs is the first wide receiver off the board. I think it should be Jerry Judy, and I think C.D. Lamb would probably be number two, but I think Ruggs yeah. is probably third, in my opinion. Uh, so you you want to know who uh, the high level executives expect? Uh, Twelve general managers, or quote high level executives expect to be the second quarterback off the board. You want to know who that is? Who that second quarterback is? Tell, give it, give it to me. Uh, it's Justin Herbert, not to a Tango Vailoa. I mean, I like, I understand. I understand why. It's so like, gross. With the concerns. It's so gross. And, and, and it's just, I don't know. He, Herbert's been the same quarterback for four years in college. Yep. He really never improved year to year. He, That's a concern. We both like, watched this video. You sent, I believe you sent it to me last week um, of this, this uh, YouTube account, breaking uh-huh. down Justin Herbert. 
and he has basically the perfect comp for Justin Herbert. And all the film I watched, I kept on, you're sitting there thinking like, who is this guy? Like, who is this guy in the NFL? And I'm like, at first I said Jared Goff. And I was like, I don't know. I, if said that's Ryan a, I don't know if that's a fair comp. This guy said Mitch Trubisky. And it clicked immediately. It was like, yeah, that's it. That's the comp. Yeah. You got to go with it. Mitchell Trubisky is just. Trubisky was the second overall pick. Yeah. I think Herbert. Yeah. Herbert's it's a, like five it's a great talent. Super boring. And a yeah. guy that will probably come into the NFL and, and be completely inconsistent. I mean, look, if Herbert go like, I think that if he goes to the Chargers, it's not like a bad spot. And I think yeah. he'll do well. I just, I think two is, I, I just think two is better. And I think taking yeah. Herbert would be a mistake. On the topic of Tua Tengavailoa, um, a lot of NFL executives are seriously concerned about his durability. So, yeah, I mean, if that, like, again, if that's how you feel and that's the scouting report, then of course They're that changes They're probably going to avoid him a little bit. Yeah, then yeah. teams are going to avoid him. And he's going to, if it's that's true, we're going to see. Because if he, if Tua falls out <sighs> of the top, five or six like he how can far very well slide to yeah how far does he fall i don't think he would get past the teams. and how many teams it, how many teams adjust i think at that point if, if saying like the if, teams, do the steelers do the steelers say like hey uh this guy's on the board we didn't expect him to be we got to take Tua. yeah i mean the steelers don't have a first round pick though oh they don't no they okay, traded to mind. miami for uh Mika fitzpatrick so what a stupid pick dude why would they uh, well, do that Minka, I mean, Fitz, I mean, he, Minka Fitzpatrick's a great player, but yeah, when you need a, a quarterback player. for the next 20 years, you're <laughs> that, trading they, your they first round pick. They don't think they need a quarterback, I guess. But, oh, um, boy. But yeah, I I think I think Tua wouldn't fall further than like 15, yeah. 16, because at that point, I think teams would trade up. Like I think you would see New England try to trade up. You would yeah. see like the Packers what, try like to 20, trade up. From 23 to like, the yeah. Patriots trade up from 23 to like 15. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in that I don't range. see two. I don't think two is going to fall to the twenties. Yeah, he probably won't. But uh, something to keep an eye on. I think uh, injury. No one really knows what's going on right now. Tua could go number three. Like we we don't even know. But anyway. Oh yeah. Um, Bob Bob Quinn said uh, the team has had talks uh, about the number three overall pick. So that's something to keep an eye on. Usually those high level picks don't get traded. Um, it's funny. Draft picks are like. I hate to sound like uh, calling cowherd, but draft picks are like cars. When you buy them, the second you drive off the lot, they devalue by like ten thousand dollars. Oh yeah, no, it's true because you take your guy. <laughs> you, you take the a val- guy, and then the the value of the pick becomes zero. So like right now, the number third, the number three pick is like super valuable, but the second the the Lions use it, it completely loses They're its worth. Take, yeah, because they'll take a corner. And- yeah. Anyway, um, Adam Schefter reports the Jaguars have had uh, trade discussions with many teams um, about uh, Leonard Fournette. Um, mm-hmm. Chiefs, hello. Love to see you. Buccaneers. Uh, the Bucks. Uh, I, ju- I was just about to say that the Bucks uh, reportedly are out on Leonard Fournette. Oh, they are? Yeah. Um, the Browns report they have dis- they have not discussed trading Odell. I know last week we talked about Odell possibly being traded to the Vikings. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Mike Reese considers it a, a matter of when, not if, the Patriots draft a quarterback this week. Interesting. He also said the Patriots could be willing to trade Joe Tooney, their left guard, during the draft. So we'll see uh, that situation develop. 
Um, as I said in the past, the Chargers coach, Anthony Lynn, does not view Tyrod Taylor as a bridge QB. The only reason why I throw this in here, do you see any fantasy relevance for Ty- Tyrod Taylor if he's the uh, starting quarterback for the Chargers? Week well, nine? actually, I think I think week to week he could be a, a stream guy because of his ability to run. So I actually do. Okay. I was going to say the um, same thing. It's kind of a yeah. hot take and people will be like, oh, my Tyrod Ty- Ty- Taylor sucks. But like, but he, yeah. <laughs> He he runs the football like he's yeah yeah he's athletic. Um, so Jose, Josina Anderson reports uh, the the Browns are trying to acquire left tackle Trent Williams. Great move for them if they pulled it yeah, off. That would be a great be idea. Trade they, first round think, picks for that guy, dude. Get get you, forget you have it. You got your team right now. You got your team right now that you can you can win a Super Bowl with, right? You got a great offense. You got a great defense, right? And you just need an offensive line. Like trade your first round picks. I don't give a flip. I, I, I think I I think that's what they want to do, but I don't think they'll be able to pull it off. Yeah, and they'll just draft a tackle because they have the central overall pick, so they can get a yeah. decent tackle there. So uh, let's move into our our buy or sell segment. We're gonna give you uh, like five buy or sells. Um, okay. Maybe five, maybe six, maybe seven, depending on how much time we have. Um, we have about maybe eight and a half minutes. Okay, so we'll do like two minutes. Maybe 12. We'll see. Maybe yeah. 15 minutes. We'll see what happens. But <clears throat> I sound like Donald Trump right now. Uh, so we're going to give a... We were we were originally planning on doing our commish show, but we felt like that was way too boring. No. On draft yeah, week. too boring. Buy so or sell is more entertaining. We're going to do buy or sell, um, and we're going to give a statement. One little statement. Sure. And then uh, we'll both discuss whether we buy or sell that statement and, uh, and move on to the next one. Sound good? Sure. Let's do the very first one. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, our good friend in Philadelphia. He's going to be a top five running back in 2020. Buy or sell? Uh, I love Miles Sanders, but I'm going to say sell. I think there's... Oh. Yeah. Oh. I love Miles Sanders. I have him ranked higher than you. I have him, like, I think 12. Uh, but the problem is with Sanders is there's just too many question marks to say he's going to be top five. Yeah. Um, and there's guys like McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Kamara, like the Camara. I think Joe Mixon is probably better than Miles Sanders at this point. I think yeah. Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, like there's just too many guys I think that are ahead of him. You're making he has the too potential good to point. do it. Yeah, he has he definitely has the potential to do it. Uh, especially if they use him as a workhorse in that offense. Yeah. Um, but I think there's just too many guys. Yeah. And he's too unproven as well. You know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to say I'm going to buy it. Okay. I'm buying it. It hurts a little bit. A little it bit less because I, I love Miles Sanders. Um, I just see him as one of those guys that you can get. What round is he like? Fourth, fifth. Um, I see him as a guy that you can he's get like in the fourth, fourth yeah. fifth round that breaks out and ascends into that top five. Because I think like he's a great pass catcher. He's a great runner. And he also has a one fantasy point per opportunity, I believe, somewhere around that range between nine and one. So with that high of a, of a fantasy point per opportunity, all he really needs to get at this point is the opportunity, the opportunity that was given to Jordan Howard, who mm-hmm. also happens to not be on the team anymore. So if Miles Sanders touches the ball 300 to 350 times next year, there is a really, really great shot that he can be a top five running back. I'm not going to rank him in the top five because I'm going to rank him where he's draftable. I'm not going to be super hyperbolic, but I think with Miles Sanders, the numbers are there that show that he's talented enough to ascend into that 
that top five. He's a big play type player. Too. Yeah, right. I, Huge. Um, the only thing else I'll say, I think there's also a good chance that the Eagles will draft a running back Which later in the draft. Hurt my um, soul. Yeah, not not anything to like replace Miles Sanders, but just to yeah. be another guy because I don't think they have a second running back right now. <laughs> so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they draft somebody in like the fourth round. Okay, uh, Joe Burrow will be a QB one in 2020. Buy or sell? <laughs> I actually really wanted to buy this, uh, but I'm gonna sell. Uh, first of all, he's a rookie quarterback. Um, that offensive line. You don't think he can be like Kyler? No, no, not quite. Although I think he'll be he'll be close because the weapons that like if you say bye I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fully disagree because he has weapons like AJ Green yeah um, is who didn't play at all last year Tyler Boyd John Ross when healthy is super underrated and is a really really good wideout um, Joe Mixon is still a really good running back the yeah. offensive line I think is slightly better but it's still not good enough and he's a rookie and that defense still stinks yeah and He's in a really tough division with Baltimore, who has a good defense. The Browns' defense is is decent. And the Steelers' defense, which was one of the more underrated defenses last year, especially after they acquired Fitzpatrick in the secondary. So he's playing tough, tough competition. Um, But I honestly think he could be a stringy guy week to week. I think you could stream. Yeah. I think you make the argument about a couple of guys. Uh, I, I think there's only two guys in this. Um, I just tried to type two in and I typed Joe. That's not right. Um, had something else, but no, mind. there's a couple of guys in this class Tua Tango Vailoa, Justin Herbert and, um, uh, Joe Burrow all have opportunity to start here in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, is a question of like, cause last year, man, we thought like, okay, Kyler Murray going to start. We thought, who was the number two guy last year? It escapes me. Uh, Kyler Murray was, uh, Dwayne Haskins. So then, you actually, know, Daniel Jones, was it was Daniel Jones? The, yeah. Daniel Jones. But was there were the guys that we just did not expect to come out and have success year one. Um, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones was a good option week to week. Kyler Murray was, was or a good option streaming uh, for streaming. Daniel Jones was, but, um, even he was like susceptible to having these random big games that you couldn't even predict. So it is tough to predict that there's usually only, usually only one guy that you want to hold on your team at the quarterback position. Uh, that's fantasy relevant. Um, a lot of people would say, would you say Tua has a better chance at finishing? It depends where it goes. Okay. Um, goes. Because I did want to throw this out there. A lot of people would look at Tua and be like, oh, he's athletic. He runs all over the field. He had a total of uh, just around, I think, just under 350 rushing yards. He doesn't. He doesn't His run entire around. career. He's mobile in the pocket, but he doesn't really. He doesn't run. Now, Joe yeah. Burrow last year had more rushing yards in one season. He has more rushing yards in every season that he started in college than Tua. Um, and I think that, so here's, here's my, here's my thing. Do you think it's conceivable that you could see, uh, Joe Burrow get roughly 20, well, let's see, let's say 3,800 passing yards and 21 touchdowns. No, that's, that's definitely possible. Now, if he 100%. rushes for five touchdowns and 500 yards, right, which is, which is what he did in 12 games in college. Okay. So okay. he had seven touchdowns in college in 12 games or something like that. So anyway, yeah, but just, they had just, just add those, add those fantasy points. That's 75 extra fantasy points. So if he gets like 
225 fantasy points from passing and 75 from rushing. He's already at 300, which would automatically put him in the top five. I mean, uh, top 10, sorry. And QB1's top 12, right? Yes. You know, I think you convinced me I'm switching it to buy. I think he's going to finish in the top 12. Thank you. I'm buying Joe Burrow, QB1 in 2020. I, think, I, I, I do. I think he's going to finish. It's hard. I, I was like, I'm looking at this list too of who I have ranked right now. And like the 12th yeah. guys, I like Breeze. And like, I think he, he could be just as good as Drew Breeze, fantasy wise, obviously, not NFL wise, yeah. but yeah. with his ability to run. And some of the guys below, I'm like, probably going to rank him 15. He'd be better too. than Brady and Tannehill, I think. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's very possible for him. To now, finish uh, the expectations need to meet realities too, and that's yeah. I think for Joe Burrow, like people are people don't exp- don't draft him in the fourteenth, fifteenth round, which is where he's going right now, and expect him to break him. out like would, Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, like he's not going to do that. It's not going to happen for a rookie peak, quarterback. Peak if he Joe does, Burrow would be like top ten because of yes right like right. It's, he's not gonna be second uh, year third five. year joe burrow could have a massive season but year one it takes a lot for rookies to adjust and i don't like kyler murray was good because of his rushing and that's it like he had some yeah. he had a very tough time throwing touchdown passes last year very tough time yeah so we're gonna have to wait and see on the joe burrow thing but um I like him. I like him a lot. He could be a guy that that you could hold on to for the entirety of the season. Now, there are going to be some stupid people in your league. I don't want to offend any of those stupid people in the league, but... Uh, draft Joe Burrow in the fifth round. They're going to draft Joe Burrow and like, yeah, the fifth, they're going to get so excited. Last year, we had Kyler Murray, what drafted in like the eighth round, and uh, yeah. just people are going to get excited. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's go. Um, sorry for that beeping. That was our timer. For the, How was it? For the pod, yeah. Uh, so let's move on to the next one. We'll, we'll give you some... Uh, well, I guess that was a little bit of draft right there. Um, yeah. A.J. Brown, gonna is here. here's the next one. A.J. Brown is going to be a massive disappointment in 2020 by or sell. I buy it, especially for you. Okay. Uh, I think he'll still be good. I think the problem is Ryan Tannehill. I don't believe in Ryan Tannehill. I think the Titans are running the ball a lot with Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, and I think they've realized that too in the playoffs. They're like, okay, I way to win is play defense and run the ball. And I've had faith in Corey Davis for all these years. And, you know, <laughs> although he had Marcus Mariota, you got your, you but got your soul ripped. Out. He had Marcus Mariota. So it is different, but um, I think, I think AJ Brown's a great talent. Yeah. And I think he'll, he'll be good. I just think the expectations for some people is just too high. So, I have high expectations for AJ Brown and I've been battling. I've actually been battling this lately. Um, at first I was like very much on the AJ Brown train. Um, I love AJ Brown. It was his rookie year and it took him a majority of the season to get in a flow, which happens with most rookie wide receivers. And now he's, he's going to be the guy for the Tennessee Titans. They have their quarterback. They have their running back. Like they got their system in place. The question is, does A.J. Brown get the target share that he wants? Now, I, I read a tweet earlier this week, and I wanted to confirm. I was like, this, this can't be true. This cannot be true. And What is the tweet? He basically said that, um, I was going to say Joe Burrow. He basically said that A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown last year only had three games where he caught over four passes. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm uh, thinking about that. I do. So I, I, I looked it up. He had one game. We had two touchdowns. I think he had four catches six, five and eight in three games. Every single game he had outside of that had four or less catches. Yeah. 
So he's relying on touchdowns. That's so scary to me. Yeah. Like if this guy does not get the opportunity in 2020, he will be kind of, I don't know. <laughs> he's going to, he's going to let pe- a lot of people down. He had 84 targets and caught 52 balls. If that goes up to 120, you're set. But I, I don't know that that happens with AJ Brown. So I've, yeah, been, I I've, think been, it'll- I've been teetering. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it because there's going to be a lot of overhype surrounding AJ Brown this year. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised you bought that one. <sighs> it's tough. I got to be, I got to be smart. Um, Juju is a top 10 wide receiver buy or sell. I'm going to buy, um, oh, I'm going to buy this one. You couldn't have uh, sold this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to, I'm going to buy it just because, uh, I don't, I think, I don't think Roethlisberger has a lot left in the tank, but he is a much, much better option than, um, Mason Rudolph yeah. or uh, the Duck, and last year in Week One against Stephon Gilmore in the one game that they played together, yeah, uh, I think Juju had like seven catches and like ten targets, and he was clearly the number one guy. I think people yeah. are going to sleep on Juju and a healthy season under his belt, and with the Steelers realizing, oh wait, we need to use him in the slot, not the outside. Yeah, um, I think that's big things for Juju coming for this year. I, mm-hmm. as long as he stays healthy, I think he's top ten guy. Yeah. Um, I'm in the top five, though. I'm going to buy yeah, it. I think he has kind of a ceiling. I'm going to buy it, too. You, you probably expected that. Last year, I said yeah. uh, Juju is a top five wide receiver. I still have the same sentiment. I think he's that talented, and I think the, the Steelers... I think the Steelers, obviously, last year sucked because they didn't have their quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like They lost their quarterback for a whole season, and it showed. And mm-hmm. I wanted to believe even after the quarterback got hurt that they were still gonna, almost made the playoffs. They were gonna, yeah, they still almost made, almost made the playoffs. But I, w- I was really believing that we were going to get a situation where Juju was going to end up being a top five, you know, wide receiver anyway, just because of talent. And um, and it just never it never came to fruition. He only got like five targets a game or so, and it was just Hello. really really tough. Um, did I lose you for a second? Yeah, you did. Oh, that's all right. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I, I believe Juju can be a top five wide receiver, or he will be a top ten receiver for that. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I think he can be a top five wide receiver. I think target share is the biggest thing, and I think that when you look at Ben Roethlisberger and Juju, Juju's the guy. Like, it's not. It, what do you think the chances are that Deontay Johnson becomes the new Antonio? Zero. Okay. Uh, so yeah, zero. I think I think that Juju is going to be the guy that gets 160 targets from Ben Roethlisberger in this offense. You know what I mean? And if that happens, it makes Juju a top five wide receiver. I, I just think the talent is there. All he needs is the target share and the target share will be there from Big Ben to make him a top five guy. And I think this is the year to buy in, right? Because yeah. this is the time where you're going to be able to jump in and make some some really great draft selections. Um wide receiver you know what i mean the position is really it's it's as deep as it's ever been and i think you can sneak this pick in there and end up with a top five guy i mean i i i could see it the only thing is i don't know how many times yeah a 40 year old ben roethlisberger is going to throw the football or 39 year old ben roethlisberger okay uh do you want to do one more sure we can do i think we can do one more let's do it um so let's talk about the two wide receivers at the top of this class CD Lamb and Jerry Judy, right? Yeah. Will one of them finish as a wide receiver one in 2020 by or sell? 
this is so tough for me. I want to buy it. You get to draft time. You get into the hype. You get excited. What is the reality of these guys in 2020 for fantasy? That's the, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell it though. Um, I think I think they have the ability to like you look at it's rare for a wide receiver to finish in, as a wide receiver one in the rookie season, but it yeah. has happened. Uh, was Odell a rookie when he finished? I don't think so. No, I know Julio, Julio was. was. Julio, yeah, Julio had a great rookie season, um, and he was a top ten pick. I think he was like sixth. Odell, I don't know if it was his rookie or his second year. Um, if it was, but he was at top, like, I think he was 13th overall. Yeah. Like wide receivers in the top 10 to 13 range, top, right. top 10, 15 range can have a rookie season where they finish in the top, like 12. Right. Right. Uh, you have to be a really good receiver and you have to go in a good landing spot. Right. I think both guys, CD lamb and Jerry Judy, uh, my guys, Jerry Judy, but I think CD <laughs> Lamb's very good as well. Yeah. Um, both those guys have the ability, I think. Mm-hmm. that if they go to the right spot could finish as a wide receiver one in their rookie season. Right. Um, but I don't think the landing spots are quite there. Like I think, I think, I think the jets are going to try to go tackle. And if they do get a receiver, that would be the closest option. I still don't think they're going to finish in the top like 12 Yeah. because for that to happen, I think Sam Darnold would have to have a, and I love Sam Darnold, but I don't think he's going to have like a fantastic, yeah. really like right. 30 plus touchdown season. Um, and then the Raiders, same thing. Derek Carr, I don't think, is the type of quarterback to help a rookie wide receiver finish right. as the number one guy. So I think both guys would be very good and will are very good and will be very good. But I don't see them finishing as a wide receiver one rookie season. Going with common logic, you would say sell. And that's what I'll do. I'll sell it. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. You thought I, thought I, you were going. You thought I was going by. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to sell it and I think it's only because you have to, like, I really think that I haven't watched a lot of film on uh, CD lamb yet, but I think Jerry Judy is going to be absolutely ridiculous in the NFL. And, um, I think I, it, like you said, it, it all depends on landing spot. If we're taking landing spot completely out of it, if these guys uh-huh. are as talented as they, yes. as they are. And the teams that they're going to land on, like the rumored teams, the Jets and the Raiders, right? They're both looking mm-hmm. for, for wide receivers at this point, right? Yep. Um, there have been rumors floating around that the Redskins are looking at receivers as well. So it's like, if you're looking, if, you know, some of these teams, they don't have great offenses. The Jets, we've been waiting yeah. for them to draft a freaking wide receiver forever, right? But, uh, and then the Raiders on the other side of it is, is uh, you know, both those offenses just aren't exciting, they're not like, oh my god, yeah. I want to go out and buy a player from them, but and, I think I think the Raiders have a slightly better offense. So whichever one of these guys lands with the Raiders, I think they have a shot at finishing in the top twelve. But it is highly unlikely. Last year, you had the number one wide receiver off the board ended up as I think he was like the wide receiver twenty three or no, the wide receiver was, was it, it was it Metcalf? Was, no, no, Metcalf was the second round pick. I think it might have been Harry. Oh yeah, Nikhil Harry was nowhere, and yeah. then you had like Hollywood Brown though. I think was a yeah, might actually might have been the first guy, and he was like late twenties, but he wasn't in the top ten or twelve either. Nowhere close. Yeah, nowhere close. Uh, so um, wide receivers, just rookie wide receivers and rookie tight ends, and rookie quarterbacks for that matter, don't generally finish their first fantasy season in the top twelve. Um, they usually finish outside of that, and sometimes the talent is just so big that you know you can make an exception. 
Um, yeah. or the playing style is just relatively different. Like Joe Burrow likes to run it. Kyler Murray liked to run it. So you, you kind of put that in a box and say, okay, this guy could actually do that. Um, but I think for CD lamb and Jerry Judy, it's going to be a two year wait for them to, to absolutely explode in the fantasy scene. But as of right now, I don't think they can finish as wide receiver ones. Yeah. And, and one, one more problem too is like there's, yeah. the wide receiver position is just, there's just so much depth in the NFL. Um, and fantasy wise, they're like, like Mike Evans right now. I had him ranked like in 10 and Juju's 11. Yeah. And Odell's like 13. Like there's, there's, there's a, a lot, lot of guys of in depth. that range. A lot of yeah. depth. Um, and Cooper cup too. Like there's so many guys like that. They would have to surpass to be a top 12 fantasy wide receiver. Right. I see it. Right. Uh, and I don't see the offense as being that good. Either. No. So, uh, that'll do it for our buy or sell segment in episode right before the draft. Don't, don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll talk to you on Thursday with our draft preview show. See you later, guys. Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.